0: Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks.
1: Welcome to episode 278 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast covers many, many subjects on recruiting. Some of the best advice over the last 277 podcasts have been in interviews. I took over Recruit Me at episode 203, and I have done interviews with college coaches, current and former college players, parents that have been through the recruiting process, and a college academic advisor, and even an athlete mindset mentor. Here's an episode that takes some great tidbits of advice from those interviews. Let's lead this advice episode off with the former owner and founder of RecruitMe, John Fugler. I asked John at the end of episode 229 to give some advice to parents and student athletes. Let's listen. Uh, John, going back to your uh, RecruitMe years, what's one or two pieces of advice that really stand out uh, that maybe you can end on here to give uh, some
0: advice to parents and student athletes? Sure. The number one thing is this, take the initiative. I've said that over and over again for all those years, and it's still true. The methods might be different, but the principle is the same. Take the initiative, not just the first time, but take the initiative throughout the process. The recruiting process, it's multiple steps, and you have to continue to take the first step. Don't wait for things to happen. Take the initiative. I would say, write that on an index card, take the initiative, put it on the mirror, put it on the refrigerator, write it in your baseball glove, put it on your basketball, write it on your hockey stick, whatever it might be. Take the initiative. You do that and I believe you're going to be successful. Second thing to remember is this. Recruiting is year round, so be consistent. Don't get caught up in the trap thinking that recruiting is seasonal. Coaches are looking for their next athletes all the time. Yeah, there may be ebbs and flows, but it really is year-round. Just because you take summer off from school doesn't mean recruiting stops. No, it keeps going. One of our busy, uh, most strategic times in the recruiting process for us was over Christmas break. I remember that. We got a lot done. We got a lot of, a lot of packets out to coaches. We just didn't take time off. It was a constant, year-round thing. Be consistent. So take the initiative and be consistent. Those two things will give you, get you a long way.
1: In the interview with Coach Rand Chappell, some end-of-interview advice from Coach Chappell has to do with enjoying the process. Coach Chappell is the head basketball coach for Johnson County Community College in Overland Park, Kansas. His daughter also played college golf. I met Rand when he was a grad assistant at Southwest Missouri State, and he played basketball there too. You can hear all of Coach Chappell's interviews on Episodes 251 and 252 coach uh, and you've done a great job is there any other advice that you can give to recruit me families as their uh, son or daughter gets recruited in in uh, not only basketball but any other sport
0: again my daughter was a a pretty good golfer and ended up getting a scholarship and I know in raising her even at the younger ages I always said I wanted her to uh, really enjoy what she was doing and have a love for it and be anxious to go back and play. And she fell in love with her sport and uh, really put a lot of time into it and those kind of things. And kind of like you said, the the people you meet and uh, you know, I, I think I think a lot of this stuff will work out if you're uh, if the kid truly loves the the sport and works at it really hard and makes the right impressions with people as you go through. And, you know, there's nothing like being a competitor. You know what I mean? Everybody likes to watch a competitor out there. But uh, I think enjoy the process, and it has a great chance to work out if you let it.
1: Much of the advice that people I have interviewed promote to high school student athletes and parents is to be proactive, to contact coaches, and to have a plan. I have interviewed Paige Tons two times in the last year and a half. Paige is a former college softball player at Northwestern University. And is now helping young student athletes with her Girl Athlete Mindset Mentorship Programs at PageTons.com. Listen as Paige encourages you to be proactive. You can listen to both of Paige's interviews on Episode 212 and 276. And kind of a follow-up on your recruiting, did you reach out? Did you reach out to schools, or did you wait for schools to uh, to find you?
2: Definitely be proactive. Like if you have certain schools, like top, you know, whatever list of schools that you really want to pursue, definitely be communicating, emailing, contacting those coaches. Paige, one last thing.
1: Can you give one piece of advice or something that you learned during your recruiting process from high school to college that our recruit me families could take away?
2: Yeah, because the recruiting process felt a little scary and like, you're like this is your whole like goal like this is everything that you work for and it can be like really scary and overwhelming and a lot of pressure you know that's the one thing that you're going for and if it doesn't happen it kind of feels like the world might fall apart which is why I do this so that we can create confidence in that recruiting process as um, as well so I think that the one piece of advice would be go to a school where the culture is a good, like a really good fit. Like it feels good. Like the coaches feel like a really good fit. Like you connect with the coaches and even talking to those current players or even former players Um, And I know that kind of sounds scary for a lot of kids that age to actually like reach out and talk to those people, because you're not really going to know what it's really like unless you talk to those players, just to get a really good idea of where you're going to be for the next four years.
1: One of the most energetic interviews is with Coach Barry Henson. Coach Henson has coached basketball at Oral Roberts University, Missouri State University, Kansas University, Southern Illinois University, and Oklahoma State. Hear how Coach Henson gives advice on setting parameters to help contact programs to fit you. Also, Barry says to look at all levels of play. You can catch both of Barry's interviews on Episodes 239 and 240.
3: A family has to really decide, and when I say family, preferably the student-athlete has to decide where he or she wants to go to school, not mom and dad. Because here's what happens. When mom and dad, most of the time, when they force a student-athlete to go where they want them to go, they're going to have to go through this process again another time because it's not going to work out. Everybody has to be on the same page. The student athlete's decision where they want to play and where they want to be is the question that needs to be answered by the student athlete.
1: Let's get advice from ex college baseball player Miles Mensa. Miles played baseball at Hofstra University and has done podcasts to help student athletes prepare for college. The Student Athlete Combo Podcast is a great listen. Hear how Miles advises student athletes to help get recruited. Listen to episode 220 to hear more from Miles. Hey, going back to recruiting, uh, what is your best advice to help a student athlete in high
4: school get recruited? My best advice, one, would be work your tail off. Work your tail off is like if you're a pitch, if whatever sport you're playing, work your tail off, you know, you will get rewarded for it. But uh, in terms of recruiting, I see so many, and I'm dealing with some freshmen now in high school who want to play in college and everything. But I see that, um, Technology is is rising by the day, by the hour. People are using technology. If you're a baseball player, if you're a basketball player, videotape your games, videotape your um your training sessions. There's so many baseball technologies with rap soto and things now. If you have the opportunity to get your hands on it, you know, use all the data and all the technology to your advantage to reach out to schools. Say if if you have a good game, if if your parents are videotaping your game, use that and send it to coaches. Send it to coaches through email. Send it to coaches through use your social media on twitter instagram you can tag coaches you can tag people on twitter who will tag other coaches you know there are people who retweet it who you know use their network for things like that and also if you have these baseball technologies like rap blast motion all these things there are you know databases and and networks where you can put out your numbers and um basically your talent and coaches can see the see it so Right now, in this day and age, I would say use your resources in terms of technology to the best of your ability.
1: Cameron Wright's interviews on Episodes 244 and 245 give us a look into a former All-American high jumper at Southern Illinois University. And then we find out that Cameron was an Olympic high jumper in the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Cameron followed that up by being the head track coach at Southern Illinois University and is now the father of a future college baseball player. Cameron gives us some advice on how to get on a coach's radar. Cameron, uh, what advice would you give to a high school student athlete on, and parents on how to get on the radar of a college coach, other than what we've already talked about? Well, like
5: what, the program that you have, uh, recruit me. You got to get your you got to get noticed by these coaches. they have to see you. They have to know you're there. They don't know you're there. I guarantee you, people don't know. I'll use my son for instance. Uh, they don't know he even exists, and so. Uh, he's, he's a junior in high school right now. It's time for him to start you know getting noticed and, and getting the attention of these coaches but they don't know exists. So how do you do that? Well, you got to get out there, send them the information, introduce yourself, but also sending uh, personal letters to the coach, uh, to the coaching staff, introducing yourself, stating why you're interested in that particular school. And uh, like I said before, you sending the transcripts and all that is is extremely important and and starting a dialogue and saying, hey, I'm interested in your school. This is why I like your school. Your program, I think, would fit for me. A coach that's already lacking time. He's trying to spend time with his family. He's trying to win. He's trying to bring in more players. The last thing in the world these coaches have is time by reaching out to them. You're helping them uh, save their
6: time.
1: Here's some great advice from Kevin Easley about getting your first offer. Kevin is the father of a current D1 soccer player. Jaden, his daughter, plays soccer at Missouri University. And Jace, Kevin's son, is in the process of getting a scholarship in soccer also. Kevin also talks about student-athletes reaching out and self-promoting. Episodes 223 and 224 are chock-full of great parent advice.
3: Getting that first offer is often the hardest. Something about getting that first offer, it's difficult, but once that first one comes, even if it's not your dream school, even if it's not the one you really, really want, it has this tendency to open the door for other other offers. You know, whenever Mizzou found out that Missouri State had offered and that Kansas she was going to on a recruiting trip to Kansas, funny, they got real active in their recruiting, they picked it up. They started call, you know, making more connections and having her call more and, and uh, inviting her up to campus. And it just changed. And I, at that point, the coaches know they can't slow play you. They can't do some of those things once you're holding an offer. So I guess I would encourage you get that first offer. It doesn't matter if it's where you wanna go, but get it. Because once you do, um, it very well might open doors for other places and maybe get you where you wanna go.
1: In episodes 232 and 233, another parent of a college athlete, well, actually three college athletes, gives us two full episodes of great advice. Paul Putt is the father of three girls and one boy, and both Paul and his wife played college sports. Paul's oldest daughter played soccer and basketball at a D2 college. The middle daughter has just finished her last year of Division I volleyball at Arkansas State. And his youngest daughter just signed her national letter of intent to play basketball at Division II Rockhurst in Kansas City, Missouri. The son is just in seventh grade, so he has a few years to go. Paul's advice in this clip talks about being ready to have conversations with coaches.
7: They have to own it. I can tell you right now, straight up, coaches will tell you this. I had a coach tell me this one time, and now understand the coaches were asking me questions as well. Uh, I like you, but I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to your daughter. And I'm like, fair enough. Good luck. So, because my daughter's quiet, so to me that was interesting to watch. And she came out of her shell, and she actually started having these conversations with coaches. And the coaches, a lot of times, will dig up information on you. They will, if they're smart, they will find out a little bit more about your personality. So, for Macy, one of our recruiting trips, um, the coach that was recruiting her has talked to her. We were in her office. She goes during our conversation you have to interrupt me one time and ask me a question about my program and i was like "Oh, wow this is gonna be this is gonna be fun for me and she did macy did she asked her a good solid question and that coach was like great question and they moved on from there and because the relationship is going to be with the kids once you once you get to college and you're not doing club and high school stuff anymore the coaches don't have a relationship with the parents anymore I mean, it's about your kid, and they have to have that relationship, a good one or a bad one, depending on how it goes, um, with your child. And so hopefully you have your kids kind of prepared to communicate with other adults, to speak their mind, to stand up for things that they believe in, but at the same time be coachable and approachable and,
1: and be willing to make some changes. Episode 214 has an interview with Coach Neil Stafford. Coach Stafford is the head coach of men's golf at Missouri State. This episode highlights golf, but it has great advice on recruiting in general. Neil brings out how competitive it is on the course and how competitive it is in the recruiting game too. Coach Stafford gives advice on controlling what you can control. What would be some advice that you would give to student athletes and families that maybe we haven't covered about getting recruited?
8: You know, I I just would say control control the things you can control. You can control your your attitude, your effort. You know how your how to you're displaying yourself when you're out competing, you know, I'm just really a believer that things are, things are going to fall into place. Uh, If you just control, control the controllables. Golf's an expensive sport, uh, as are, you know, a lot of sports. And I know travel is difficult outside the area. And there's, you know, we, we all get that. We all understand that. That's what makes my job difficult. And I want it to be difficult because that means we have a good pool of student athletes that we're considering for a particular class. But you know, at the end of the day, you can control how, how hard you work. All, all those things you can control, your diet, your, you know, your workout regimen, your just attitude for sure. If you do all those things well and, and continue to get a little better at something each day, the end result is, is going to be a good thing.
1: When I interviewed Randy Merriman, I got recruiting information from a dad of a college player, an owner of a high-level baseball organization, the Marucci Midwest, and a head baseball coach for Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri. Listen to episodes 273 and 274 to get all the knowledge Randy brings. In this clip, Coach Merriman talks about student-athletes and parents being honest when searching for colleges. And How do you engage with your players at the club level uh, about their recruitment?
9: I think the biggest thing is that for everybody to be honest about their, what their dreams are, but then where they are as a player and and really what they want. You know, I've had meetings with players and parents and I, I've worked, made all these connections and helped the kid get a college scholarship. And we get down to the time for the kid to commit. And the, then the kid will say, you know, I really don't want to go four hours away from home. You know, I'm, I'm in love. I've got a girl and I want to stay here. That they weren't honest in communicating with me and those things would have helped. And so, I hope that the parents will accept the feedback from the people they're, they're working with about what the kid's talent level is and ability level. And then I hope the players and parents are honest about what they want out of the process as well. So we encourage everybody to reach out to us and, you know, to start that process uh, like you have done, make a list, narrow the list down, find the fit. That's really what the process is all about. But there needs to be a level of honesty there.
1: A unique look at recruiting and college comes in episodes 237 and 238. The interview with Glenn Quick, an academic advisor in sports at Kansas University. Glenn deals with college student-athletes daily, both in-season and out-of-season. This clip of the interview talks about how college student-athletes get great lessons in adulting during college. You just never know who you're going to meet. And uh, not only is classroom important when you go to college, but meeting people and learning to be an adult is really uh, where I think the advantage of college is.
6: No question. That's where your growth is. It's, you grow up, right? And then you're, you're making decisions for yourself. There's not anybody there to necessarily to get you up in the morning or take care of, help you take care of business. You, you self-manage. And so it's it definitely uh, a time of growth. Having an organized planner, if you will, I mean, I know that's old school, but you've got to have some way to stay organized. You've got to know when you're supposed to be somewhere, where you're supposed to be, why you're supposed to be there, what your responsibility is when you arrive or prior to arrival, and so on. And so it's, uh, most most times now there are uh, software programs that are helping it, certainly at this level. Um, throughout Division I athletics, I think you'll find uh, across sports and across institutions, you'll find a lot of resources that are helping students achieve that so that you're there's a self
1: accountability but there's an overall accountability as well the final clip comes from my favorite guest my son parker the episodes are 211 and 256 parker is currently in his final year of undergraduate classes and possibly his final year of playing baseball at northwestern parker talks about academics and personal life and then gives you advice on being prepared not to be the top dog in college Parker, do you have any other uh, college advice that uh, we can pass along to the
2: high schoolers that are listening? One, it all starts with academics. If you're not eligible, you're, you're not going to play, obviously. But also, once you become back eligible, there's the stigma that you know, you're not a good student and that might translate over to the field or whatever you play. Is like my coach always says it best. He's like, if you don't have your house in order, how are, you gonna, how are we going to be able to trust you on the field? So that's, that's number one is just having your stuff together, both academically and within your personal life. And the second is just don't expect anything right away. Don't expect innings. Don't expect to be on the field playing time. You, you know, you might be the top dog in high school, but once you get there, there's guys that are four years older than you that you have to compete for. And that's what it is. It's a competition every day. And so you can't take time off.
1: Thank you for listening today to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening or re-listening to the clips of great recruiting advice from all these parents, coaches, and college athletes. I enjoy finding people that have inspiring stories and helpful advice for the recruiting process and that can help you as a prospective college student-athlete. If you have a subject that you would like to hear about, a question about recruiting, or if you know someone that would contribute as an interviewee, that might be you, Please contact me at brent, B-R-E-N-T, at recruit-me.com. Starting on episode 265, I covered Appendix F of the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System Manual. Appendix F is 14 pages full of how to study and make the most of your time. It has strategies and tips that you can use in both high school and college. Appendix F is part of the 200-plus page manual tips on extracting important details as you read, strategies like the SQ3R method on how to sharpen your study skills, test taking tips, writing tips, and finally power studying tips. Today is the final tip on test taking and the final word on studying. For essay examinations, try the memory dump technique. If permitted, write down everything you've memorized. Facts, names, dates, ideas, events, and so on before you do anything else. Sometimes reading through the essay question can distract you from what you've studied. The memory dump technique requires that you write down everything possible before you begin writing essay answers. This way, you are less likely to forget something important. The final word on Appendix F. The study skills presented here depend on one thing, and that is your willingness to want to improve and do well in school. If you really don't want to make the effort and sacrifice no amount of suggestions, ideas or outlines can help you much. You are the one who is responsible for your education and effective study skills can help you. To that end, one last word of advice, work smart, not hard. This study and academic information was used by permission of Dr. Bob Kislick. For more study guidance, visit Dr. Kislick's website at adprima.com backslash htm. Thank you for listening, and take advantage of the last week of the fall special of only $99 on the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. This system is normally $127. This fall special ends on November 30th. Click on the link in the show notes to get more information on the Recruit Me 3.0 system. If you're not sure about spending the $99, there is a 90-day money-back guarantee. Or you can test the waters by getting the free Recruiting Power Pack. At recruit-me.com. Please join me next Tuesday for another 15 minutes that could change your athletic scholarship future on the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.